Hello, hello, peace, love, and blessings, beautiful, wonderful people. Welcome back to Philosophy with Z. I'm Z. I'm so glad you're here with me today as I continue on our journey of what to say to talk to yourself by Shot Helmstetter. This is chapter 21 out of 23. I am so pumped up that I'm almost done with this book on the podcast because I have been on it for 21 weeks on and off kind of you know i missed maybe like two or three weeks here and there but i'm just so excited that i'm on the way excuse this light behind me i'm not sure how to i'll just make it like a halo (laughs) okay oh my gosh this is so great okay so this chapter this chapter is called getting started and along with this chapter i am making a like blog post to kind of go with it because it has a few like kind of action steps or whatever to help you along the process. That's why it's called getting started. So I will be doing that today. I'm recording this on my Instagram live and it's Tuesday and I released my podcast on Anchor and Spotify on Wednesday. So this is kind of like a pre-exclusive. So by Saturday, I'll have the blog post because I do my podcast Wednesday, do my blog post Saturday on here uh, on my Patreon too. So anyway, um, I love this chapter because he talks about how there's three kinds of people who are doing dealing with self-talk. There's people who will actively pursue a plan of action. And when you do that, then you will have amazing results in changing your self-talk and that will change your life as well. And then there's people who accept the basic principles of self-talk and adapt some of those principles casually into their lives. And with that, you have like moderate changes occurring. And then there's those who do nothing about it and gain nothing. And I must admit, I am the second person. I'm the one that kind of casually implements some things here and there. I'm just that's just who I am. That's just how I am. Maybe that's just my self-talk, but just for today, I'm that moderate person and I'm okay with that. I accept me for where I am. So he just kind of put that out there that those are the three kinds of people who are going to be dealing with this self-talk. So he wants to give some practical action steps to help you in this process. And he suggests these steps because he really wants you to internalize this stuff. It's it's not going to work by osmosis. It's not going to work just by reading about it or listening to me talk about it. So let's turn this music down. So he he says that in this process, you will be creating your new life. You'll open doors and seek new opportunities, conquer new challenges, and achieve new rewards. And that can be kind of scary sometimes. Like, I feel that. Like, I'm definitely in a place in my life right now where I'm really not recognizing myself. And I know I've said that before because it's, I'm, I'm like really on this journey. And so I can understand that sometimes it's a bit, it's a bit scary, but I just keep going. That's all I can say. I just keep going. Like I've never gotten anywhere by not moving and I never feel better by not moving. I just stay in that feeling of like being scared and uncomfortable. So uh, anyway, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to keep going. 
I, I had a mishap on the Anchor app, but I fixed it. <sighs> so it says, basically, the whole point of this is that when you change your direction through your self-talk, you acknowledge the thoughts that give you your subconscious direction. And that puts you in control of your own life. And as long as you can be in that place of awareness and awakened and like taking control of your own life, then no one can take you from you again. And that part really hit me because so often I hear this voice in my head telling me that I'm not worthy or that I'm not good enough. I don't, I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of success or happiness. And I don't want to blame any certain person in my life that made me feel that way or think that way. It's just like a thing that I recognize that I think about sometimes. And all I know is that's not me. That's not my truth. And I know it's not my truth because when I think that way, I don't feel good. And as I've said before, our feelings are our feedback. So when I'm feeling ways that are not in alignment with my truth, it doesn't feel good. And that's my signal that I need to stop feeling that way. And I can't stop the feeling unless I stop the thinking. It's a whole thing. That Don't even get me started on the attitude of it. Like, there's so many levels to what makes me behave the way I do. And I just appreciate that the self-talk is an easy way. Um, maybe not easy, simple. It's a simple way for me to redirect where I'm going in my mentality because sometimes I get hijacked by my feelings and it just like runs amok. And suddenly my whole day is shot because of the way that I am feeling, which is caused by the way that I'm thinking. So with all that being said, let me let me tell you what he says, that there's levels to this. Like when we are getting started with changing our self-talk, he suggests that we follow these steps which are listening to your own self-talk, listening to the self-talk of others, and then making a list of your own past self-talk. So I like this idea of just listening to my own self-talk and listening to others, because sometimes I'm not aware of how I am until I'm mirrored by the people around me. And I think that's like the beauty of humanity is that we can be mirrors for one another. Because oftentimes I'm so used to myself, I don't know what I'm doing. And when I see other people doing something that annoys me, that's actually just a reflection of something within myself that annoys myself. <laughs> and even when I see people doing something that is like awesome and I celebrate that, that's a reflection of something within myself that I also have or have the potential to be. So I like listening to my own self-talk and others. And that's just kind of um, a beacon, a signal, an indication of where I'm at mentally. So after we make this list of our own self-talk, then we have the potential or the, the task, whatever, of countering that self-talk. So he gives a couple examples in here. Actually, I think the examples are in the next chapter, but that's okay. He gives a couple examples like, if, if you say um, things aren't going very well for me at work, that's that's kind of, that's like the first level of self-talk, the just acknowledging the negative self-talk. And it's not like that's wrong. 
Like if things are not going well at work, like, okay, that's, that's an acknowledgement. However, the next level of self-talk level two is changing it to better serve you by saying, I enjoy my work. I understand the problems and I get past them. So does that make sense that you can acknowledge your problem, but instead of just sitting in the, the negative feelings of that problem, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. So you change it by saying, I enjoy it. And I understand the problems and I can get past them. So there you go. That's just one example. And I'll talk more about the examples in the next chapter. But basically, getting started is just seeing where you're at. We're not even at the level of changing. And that's what I love about the process and the journey of life, that I don't have to do it all today. All I have to do today is be where I'm at today. And today, if all I can manage is acknowledgement and awareness, that's a great place to be. Because if you don't know where you are, then you don't know where you're going. Like, you know, when you set up your GPS in the car, you have to have a starting location. Like sometimes I'll, I'll look at something on a computer and I'm trying to see like how far something is away from me or whatever. And on a computer, it's not recognizing my location as if like, if it's if I'm on my phone, it knows exactly where I'm at. So it's just kind of funny because I'm so used to doing something in a certain way, just putting it in the map and instantly getting my directions that I I didn't, didn't realize I had to change it up because I'm on a computer. So anyway, I digress. The point of the story is that I got to know where I'm at if I want to know where I'm going, just to have some direction. Oh, and that reminds me, I was listening to this Tony Robbins video yesterday about clarity. And I like that he was saying that in everything he does, he asks himself, what is my outcome? What is my desired outcome? Um, like in conversations and what I'm eating and what I'm reading or writing, what I'm watching, basically in any case, like what is my outcome? And that's just been like ringing in my head ever since. And I think that that's a good place to start from with self-talk. I'm really talking about myself because I've been doing this for so many weeks and I've seen so much progress in myself and I see what things haven't really taken off the way that I would have hoped. And like I said at the beginning, much of that is because I'm, I'm that person B that accepts the basic principles of self-talk and I adapt those principles into my life in a casual, not specific way. They, I apply those concepts, but I don't really actively work at developing them. Um, I, rather than, rather, they, I simply apply them as I see fit and allow them to work. So I've kind of taken a casual approach with it, just kind of loosely apply it here and there in my life. And because I've been kind of like lackadaisy, I have results that match that. So I'm super proud of where I'm at and I see where I can go. And so with that being said, I wanna share this, this last part. He says, it's the your greatest responsibility. The more aware you become of all of the persuasions and conditioning which go on in your life, the easier it will be for you to recognize them for what they are and do something about them. 
It's a healthy idea to stop now and then and ask yourself the question, who's in control here? Once aware of how programming works and where it comes from, who do you suppose is responsible for what is programmed into your own mind? You are, of course. To some people, that's a burdensome responsibility. But think of how freeing it can be. Like, think about how freeing it can be to know that I am in control of my thoughts. Like, nobody else, nothing outside of me is controlling the way I'm thinking or where I'm going because of the way I'm thinking. It's a little, like, burdensome if I'm not aware of that. But once I am aware of it, it's so empowering. Creating your own thoughts and determining the direction of your own future is the most important personal responsibility you will ever have. And taking that responsibility will give you more control over your own life than you ever had before. Once you are aware of the self-talk around you, both from others and from yourself, it is only natural that you might want to take personal control over the self-talk in your future. The next step is to begin ugh, to begin creating self-talk for yourself. Yes, and that would be the next chapter. And I just want to say that when he talks about responsibility, I used to have certain like connotations that go along with that word. But my mentor, Sean Murphy, has given me a new perspective on responsibility. It is my ability to respond. Responsibility. It's my ability to respond to my life every day as it's happening. Just like instead of reacting, I can respond. So I can take a moment and breathe and feel and think about what I want to do next in regards to this trigger or this stimulus or this situation, whatever the case may be. It's a process. Like there's a lot of things that I'm aware of. I have the responsibility to, but it's not always there. It's not there all the time. I will have entire days go by and I'm like, what did I do today? <laughs> like, what happened? I'll really have to stop and like reflect deeply on the day because I was so unconscious. I was just running on autopilot, just going my habitual day. And that's okay. It's a process. It happens. Um, I think that I was talking to my friend yesterday. He's 38 years old. And he was like, you know, 38 years is like over 3000 days. And I was like, wow, I never like really thought about my aging years broken down into days. And I realized that life is just a continuous string of days. Like all the days before today created today. And in like, a month, the next 30 days will create who I am on that day. So it's like, everything matters, but like, don't take it too seriously. I just, I just focus on what can I do today to help myself? What is my desired outcome? <sighs> yeah, I feel like that is a good place to bring it to a close. So again, that was chapter 21 of What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Sean Helmsetter. We just got two more chapters left in this book. And the next one we are doing on this podcast is called Power by Rhonda Byrne. And that book is all about the power of love. And I'm really excited to start that on the show 
because that is what I'm cultivating in myself. So if you want to contact me, my website is abstractlogic.me. And I'm here for you on this journey. And I love you. And I want to see you succeed and flourish. So if there's anything I can do to help you on your journey, let me know. So until next time, beautiful, wonderful people. Peace, love, and blessings.